Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit, Chat with PTs. This is a series where we chat with a wide range of health professionals from a wide range of backgrounds, getting their thoughts on a wide range of topics. Uh, this will include their top three gym pet peeves, their favourite and least favourite part of being a PT, and of course, we do pounce on them with a couple of secret questions. This week, we chat with a really good friend of mine and an addition to the Train Primal team. So Davis has joined our team as the head coach, and he will be mainly focusing on the programs Primal Apex, our functional fitness competitors program, and Primal Fit, our strength and conditioning program. Uh, he comes with a wealth of knowledge and experience, uh, and it's great to have him on board as we go forward and hopefully grow uh, this community even further. So whether you're already a member, which I know some of you out there are, or you're thinking about joining our fitness community, this is going to be a really good episode for you to be introduced to the man who's basically behind the scenes doing a lot of the training and a lot of the content for us going forward. I feel like we've spoken a lot about CrossFit in the last couple of weeks, hence the title. Um, we probably haven't as much, I think, but it just seems like we have. Uh, but of course, we do explore many different things in this episode. Uh, and we even go into what Dave would have actually been doing if it wasn't for CrossFit. So uh, yeah, that's uh, quite an interesting discussion. So with all that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we all doing? Good evening, mate. The timer didn't go that quick, did it? I blinked in it, it was like five seconds, <laughs> and before I knew it, it was a zero. Jesus. That was rapid. That, that's all I've got to say. Sorry, about you got that. Nothing I feel, else. I feel I mean, like... Quick, put a laugh track in. Where is it? Oh, no, God. It's too late. No, I'm, gonna, I'm doing it. I've lost Where's it. Where's the laugh I've lost track? it. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. I feel like you're so <laughs> That's how they made friends funny. As you can tell, Dave, we're a very serious podcast here over at Chatchit. Absolutely. Evidence-based. Evidence Speaking of uh, Dave, welcome. We're back with another um, chat with PTs uh, episode. And this week we're interviewing someone very, uh, very special. Is Dave. So basically, Dave is the new head coach of Train Primal. Now, we've mentioned Train Primal a few times um, over the last few months. Obviously, when Andy was on the podcast, he was involved. He is no longer involved. Um, and that left a nice little spot open. Uh, and I've... I've known Dave for quite a few years now. I uh, met him during my, uh, during his time in the army. He's now out of the army, but when he was in the army, we knew each other very well. Um, and that's how I knew him and I knew of his background. And that's why we're going to go into any, we're going to go into all of this anyway. Um, but your new role, Dave. So you've jumped, you've jumped onto the train primal team as basically you do all the programs for primal apex and primal fit. Now, both these programs, obviously we don't let, we don't market it as, Apex is a CrossFit program because if you're aware of the CrossFit world, it's um, there's a lot of legalities involved oh, yes. <laughs> plastering mm. that name anywhere. So uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> even though we spoke about the controversy of using the term functional fitness because anything's functional if it's functional for your needs, but it's technically functional fitness competitors program. That's basically what it's, it's labeled as. And then Primal Fit is pretty linked, I'd say, isn't it, Dave? It's, it's, it's very similar in design, isn't it? Apart from it's yeah, just stripped it's, back a little bit. Yeah, too. it's just scaled back a bit. Um so you're just not doing as much volume because you're not a competitor. You don't need that volume. You just need to live life to your better, your fullest. So that's what the program's there to design. They're designed to do. Yeah, and no, that's, that's what I like about it is the fact it can take up to what, an hour a day, um, and it's five days a week, which is perfect for someone who's doing it during the week. And the weekend they can chill out. Hopefully not go rogue because <laughs> that's really downfall for a lot of people. Weekend going rogue and then they lose all their results. But it's been really good to have you on board. I think you've been on board for what about a month now, isn't it? I mean. We, um, 
and you've already done loads of good programming. I've had some really good feedback from it. Um, I've done a few of the workouts with some of the guys back in the uh, the gym I work at, uh, and it's um, you can tell they've enjoyed it. I'll put it like that. Yeah. There's been some uh, interest, interesting yeah. reactions, but, no, it's, but it's, it's been very good. But what, what we're going to do, Dave, to start with, before we get into more of the your your uh, style of coaching, uh, more of the train primal stuff, we're going to talk about what people really want to know in terms of you. Um, if you've ever listened to a chat with uh, PTs, this is the audience, you'll know how we like to start these episodes. And that is, Dave, what are your top three gym pet peeves? Before we get into it, we are going to rank these. Me and Tom have got a very good ranking system, which have recently revised. We won't go into what it used to be because that defeats the purpose of revising it. Tom, would you like to take away what our ranker system is? So there's two ways we like to do this. It's almost, almost like, uh, hello, almost interchangeable, like the RPE or the RR. R-I-R. Fucking he said the IRA then. Uh, I don't know, maybe there is an interchangeableness between RPE and, you know, IRA. But I mean, you know, whatever, that's a different topic for a different time. But uh, we've got the RPF system, and then we've got the RPE, the RPC system, or scale, let's say. So RPF would mean rate of perceived fuckery, or the RPC, which is a rate of perceived country, which has actually had better feedback, actually. So, Bill, we might just need to go with the RPC scale from now on. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's a lot more aggressive, isn't it? It is, it is. It's almost like RPF is like the, the more user-friendly one. And for the non-normies, RPC is where it's at. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're yeah. the, if you're the top level, if you're level ten on the RPC scale, you know it's a bad it's a bad gym pet peeve. Oh yeah. If you tell it to failure, then that is yeah, that is a bad one, isn't it? Okay. So, Dave, yeah, are you ready? To talk to us. What, what's your first gym pet peeve? Yeah, so it's kind of like basically just mirrors in the gym being like there and just being used. <laughs> just mirrors. <laughs> well, not you know, like the people that are using the mirrors just in general. Like the mirror shouldn't be there. Basically, <laughs> they're not using it in the you know in a. In a in a good way for checking form or anything they're in there straight up front on doing bicep curls you know straight on right. bicep curls in the mirror you don't need to do that we've, we've had this before i think but this, it was in front of um it was people in front of the dumbbell rack wasn't it mm. but this time it it's was. basically in front of the mirror so you're about you're about the flexors then you're about the people who are basically just flexing in front of the yeah i mean just even just think people like I just don't like mirrors being up in gyms. Not even just the people doing the mirrors. <laughs> mirrors in general, because just, just mirrors in like general in, in the gym. Because I just because they are there. People are just going to start looking at themselves. It's going to put you out of position because you're going to be looking at it instead of where you need to be looking. So, uh, you know, to be fair, looking at this from because um, we did a lot. Our last episode was about posture and technique and stuff, and I feel like this one what. What I'm kind of getting from what you're saying is that people will spend more time worried about how they look in the mirror than actually just doing the movements. So instead of actually just doing their reps, they're spending more time thinking, does this look okay? Do I look all right? Yeah, is this, yeah. You know, which is it, fine yeah. if you're setting up, you're on deadlift setting up, you look to the side, yeah, everything's good, back in, it's completely fine. But if you're looking dead on and you're doing a back squat, what what are you going to be, what are you checking out? You're going to be watching your knees <laughs> yeah. and then you're going to be like, oh crap, my knees are coming in. And it's going to put you off your lift. Yeah, that kind of thing. Point. So for me, mirrors is a big one. I really like that actually. Um, so I've just started doing like a squat and deadlift workshops. And where I do those, I don't do them in the class area because that would just be shit. I actually take a group of people down to the power racks, and where they're, where they're situated is our there is massive wall mirrors right next to the power racks. And I have actually decided to 
cordon off the, the part of the squat rack for the people taking the workshops while actually facing away from the mirrors because uh, the exact reasons you just explained actually it just it makes people hyper it makes people hyper aware of, of what's going on with their form etc but it takes it makes them over concentrate um, in our last episode we kind of uh, mentioned like there's actually evidence to show that you know if you become like a perfectionist it can can actually lead to problems not just in injury but uh, just movement in general and yeah I have kind of noticed that people become a bit hyper vigilant worried about what's going on in the mirror and not only that but some people especially vertically challenged people such as myself you know if you are looking in the mirror it can actually at the end of the day the head kind of follows the spine you know and it can actually throw you out of position a lot of the time if you're trying to maintain this absolute direct contact with the mirror so best thing to do is just fuck the mirror off a lot of the times and just feel that spatial awareness but I do think mirrors are shit in general outside of a gym setting you know, it's the first thing you kind of look at when you wake up in the morning, you go into the bathroom, take a piss, have a shit shower, shave, and the mirror's just there to remind you that, you know, you're still alive. Well, it depends on the person, really, isn't it? Looking back at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like what I see. <laughs> <laughs> what we uh, what we say, uh, guys? Mirrors. In, in the context of mirrors in general or mirrors in the gym setting... I feel like this is just we've gone to mirrors in general at this point. I feel like forget the, the gym set. This is this is just mirrors in general. I think mirrors can be inherently evil, like a doorway to another world. <laughs> so I'm gonna say free, but in a gym setting, as long as there's been like a seance, they've got rid of the evilness of the mirrors, which do happen. When a mirror goes to a you know a commercial gym, there are procedures in place to make sure that they're not evil. Um so in that case, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seven. They don't annoy me too Ooh, much on the RPC mirror. scale. I don't know me too much, but it's one of these things where because it's such a, it's something that a lot of people don't really consider, mm. so it's a bit shit. Yeah, yeah no, I get you. Um, I, I'm probably going to, I'll stick in the middle, I think. I'm going to go for a nice nice flat five because I can see both sides of it. I mean, they're not doing much harm to me. I don't see it. I mean, if the mirror's there, it's there, but I can see why you'd be annoyed at one, um, just from a bar point of view. Yeah, can I quickly change my score to a five as well? Because I think I was still focusing on the evilness of mirrors. That's just you, Tom, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm heavy biased. You've already accepted your seven, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would my reflection think? What about you, Dave? What, what, what would you say from... Uh, obviously, this is your pet peeve, so I'm expecting high numbers. But... No, well, it's my top number, so like a good nine there. Uh... A good nine? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I mean, they should um, just get rid. You go into your general CrossFit gym, you're not going to get any mirrors. Hmm. Tom, if I think back to our old ranker system, what would happen if we had to put mirrors in the obvious? I don't understand what would what would happen with that. Well, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not bringing Jimmy back because oh, there might just, be an evil. There might be an even more evil version of Jimmy in the reflection of the mirror. It could, yeah, it could be. Yeah, oof. imagine you're that. a long-term listener. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. We'll move this on before we get uh, potentially get cancelled uh, yeah. once again by Jimmy's evil twin, not the good twin, the evil reflection. We might the, be dealing with the good Jimmy the whole time, and there's an even worse Jimmy out there. That's what Dave's just thinking. What the fuck is going on? Who the fuck is Jimmy? Yeah, right. What is, you'll have to listen back, Dave. Yeah, moving swiftly on, what's your next, what's your next pet, pet peeve? There's uh, unnecessary noises in the gyms from people just grunting <laughs> too hard, too much, lifting beach weights in the gym. And it's like, <laughs> beach shut the hell up. You're not even lifting anything heavy. Yeah, we've had this before, haven't we? We've, we've, we've spoke about how... Um, 
grunting can be beneficial, like people's rituals. But then I get what you mean. We had someone saying, the, was it there? It was Sarah, wasn't it? One of our one-to-one coaches on Train Brown, where she was saying um, how the, the, the uh, I, look at me, I'm working so hard crew, where they're like, they'll do nothing, but they'll just be like, oh, I like just making noises and just doing stuff unnecessarily when they're basically doing nothing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At my old gym, there was, um, it was just uh, one of those like global gyms. It was DW fitness thing. And um, there was these, there were actually two personal trainers there as well. But when they trained, it generally sounded like they were having sex with each other. <laughs> and it, or they're, they're on a, a chest press machine, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. So <laughs> working straight to, through failure and like then going into cheat sets. And it's just like, right, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're moving on to more pet peeves now. We're going from uh, the grunting noise to people just doing cheat sets. And I, it's, 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 but no, I, shagging I get, each other in the gym. I know. I get, I get what you mean. Unless, I mean. It depends on the gym as well, I suppose, isn't it? Because it can be quite off-putting for some people. Like if you're someone who's new to the gym, I can imagine that being quite... If you look over and see someone just doing like a leg extension and they're like screaming, it could be like, whoa, where, 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 where have, I, what have I walked into? <laughs> but then as, I, as we said before, I can see the counter argument of some people, it's like their ritual. Like there is obviously evidence to say like if, you, if some people like, if you sh- exert yourself, you're more likely For to like lift a, weight. a one rep max or when you go in that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, grunt away. You are doing something, you know, exerting that much force and energy that a grunt's going to need to come out. But when you're bodybuilding and doing hypertrophy, you don't need to be doing it, in my eyes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. It becomes more of a statement thing, like, look at me. Because at the end of the day, bodybuilding, I mean, I don't want to attack bodybuilders here because they'll just attack me for CrossFit. But uh, bodybuilders, that they because it's all about looks, isn't it? It's all about that that visual thing. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. people to look at them and go, you look amazing. It's by them grunting, they're almost being like, yeah, look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing. Because it's almost they want that recognition, they thrive off it. So maybe, I, I get what you're saying, actually. They're probably just doing it more for attention than actually needing to. Because they're just doing bicep curls, like, you know, sets of 12, whatever, and they're screaming. I, I don't really, <laughs> yeah, I don't really see the need for it. With eight reps, eight reps left in reserve as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what, are you, what are you thinking, Tom, on the RPC scale? Joe, this is context dependent. Yeah, if we go context of what Dave exactly said there. Like yeah, when, doing when like, Dave said about like bodybuilders, etc., and hypertrophy, like that, yeah, that's kind of like, it almost, it, uh, the thing is, this is one of those things where if, if I probably listen back to myself, I'm going to say, oh, you're being a bit shitty there, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's, it's almost like some exercises you can kind of understand and get away with it more, others not so much. So if I saw someone doing like a clean and jerk or yeah, like a one rep max uh, deadlift or something along those lines, it'd be like, okay, yeah, this, this guy's going balls to the walls. But if I saw someone going to absolute failure on, let's say, bicep curls or lap pull down straight it's away, curls, it? it's like, yeah, but even in like lap pull down, like who fucking grunts on the lap pull down and screams on the lap pull down? It's just like, it almost seems like, okay, this is a bit too Disney to be screaming out. But then there's <laughs> certain movements where it's like, okay, this is Whoa, a bit justified. Are you calling the sport of bodybuilder Disney, Tom? Is that, what I'm just, is that, is that 100% official on the chat? Well, chicken well, to be podcast? fair, they're all precious princesses, aren't they? They all throw their rattle out of the pram. Fucking bodybuilders. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting involved in this conversation. <laughs> Why? What are they going to do? Fuck, they get out of breath if they run 10 fucking metres. What are they going to oh, do? <laughs> well, Come at yeah. me, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so you, you're going to go quite high then, are you? We're looking at eight nines. Oh, context dependent. So I'm going to say in the context of where it's an exercise that, you know, I just don't, I, I don't tend to agree with on the day. 
So I'm going to say, yeah, that's a seven. That's a seven for me. But other times, just like, meh, might even go as low as a one because I can understand why they're doing it. I'll be the same, I think. Seven and a half, maybe seven, seven and a half, eight, just for the for that context we spoke about where it's, they're doing like, you know, like uh, wrist curls. Yeah. That's risk counts and they're like screaming. I mean, that, that was outrageous. But then, if, as I said, if they're doing like a 1RM, that's something where there's game. like no bracing involved whatsoever. Yeah, nice. What, what, Dave, obviously, you're going to say hi again, aren't you? I'm going to go with an eight there. Eight, yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right. Decent what are we going to finish? Are we finishing with a bang? Or what, what are we going for? We're going with uh, excessive chalk using. Yes. Oh, yes. This is interesting. This is very interesting because... Because this goes against the previous thing that was said, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, me and Dave, obviously, we love a bit of CrossFit uh, and CrossFit is notorious for its chalk usage. I mean, if you go to a commercial gym and you whack out a bit of chalk, oh, <laughs> chaos. People look at you. I mean, yeah. Tom, you work in a commercial gym and I guarantee you're like, what is I've he had about to, to do with I've had chalk? to justify just chalk by itself to my managers yeah. Uh, but excessive chalk, yeah, yeah, it's a different story, ain't it? How excessive we talk about, Dave? Talk. Oh, like, you know, they've come in there, they've then cloud a chalk around them, and then it's still even loose on their hands, so it's not even doing anything <laughs> what they've just asked, you know, put it on there to do. Um, so they've actually just made themselves even less grippier mm-hmm. on the bar. Mm-hmm. And then they come off the bar, and then it's embedded in the knurling. Oh, so that's it for me. That's yeah. excessive. Yeah. Excessive with it's like Pablo Escobar has been to the you know the box or the gym, or yeah, when they clap it so much that it turns into like a big smoke screen. It's like fucking Batman supposed to appear through the shadows, you know. <laughs> it's like really like massive cloud. But what you just said, Dev. I mean, oh, Bill, let me just grade this straight away. This excessive chalk use is a ten for me. That is severe. That is severe. Really? Yeah, because as someone actually owns a bar bill as well, Bill, you own a bar bill. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you don't get chalk out of the knurling and you've got that moisture from the sweat in it, rust, rust the bar bill to fuck and it just looks grim as well. So yeah, one, it just looks grim and two, it rusts the shit out of the bar. And if you've got, so for me, especially when it's like a fresh bar, when my gym opened up, it was a brand new gym, a brand new bill, oh, yeah, which were brand gym, new yeah. bar bills. And within a month, because, and do you know what? It just so happened that my gym is actually, has, has a few CrossFitters there that do use a lot of chalk. And they completely fucked these bars for us. Within a month, I was scrubbing fucking rust out of the knurling, everything. It was it was horrendous. So yeah, for me, that is a 10. But only excessive chalk use, not just chalk use, excessive amounts. And people that don't wipe it off afterwards. Yeah, that's really frustrating. Ooh. I think that's where those, um, you know, the chalk blocks, they could be quite handy because they kind of stop you from spraying everywhere because you kind of just like do that little rub over your hands and it's oh, sort the of just like, Yeah. Like the, yeah, the, yeah, the little block. Yeah. Or anything like, yeah, because I mean, if you put your hand just into like a, a bag of chalk, it just sort of fucking explodes, doesn't it? Yeah. But with the bricks, what you do, what a lot of people do is they just get, grab the brick. If I just rub their hand on the brick, they'll actually break it and crumble it into powder anyway, which kind of goes against the whole idea of having a brick I've in the seen first place. people rub the chalk on the bars and stuff like that instead that really, that, that's another one that grips my shit so mm. like they're just like what are you doing are you paying for that bar afterwards are you <laughs> that is yeah. that is a 10 that is a 10 I feel like that's part of the imagery of chalk crossfit though if, you haven't, if you're not surrounded by chalk like a, a cloud of chalk when you're doing frown or something then right. you're not, are you really crossfit well, you must have seen <laughs> that um, the crossfit video they, they did one taking the piss out of themselves about excessive and they're like, oh, wow. the room is literally like a sauna, but <laughs> just dust of chalk. And it's like, 
you know, they're chalking up for things and even you need to chalk up for it, like a hand sound walk or something like that. And it's like, bro, you haven't got enough oh, chalk yeah, on. It. Here you go. Here's some, here's some chalk. You know. Like about to do a magic yeah. trick, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cross it knows that it happens. Um, I th- yeah. I, th- I mean, Tom, you've just said a 10. Yeah. I think from a professional standpoint, it's got to be at least a nine for me just because of that that whole thing about the, the wrecking of kit. And obviously when you go to a gym and then who's got to clean all that chalk up and it's just caked over the floor. You've got a nice black gym mat in and next to you, you know, it's covered in fucking um, Charlie. Handstand prints. Like, well, <laughs> handstand prints. That's, yeah, that's when you know CrossFit has been in the commercial gym. You just see hand prints. You're like, what the fuck? Who's been, who's been, what have they been doing there? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to say I'm gonna say a nine, I think. Um, yes, yeah, that surprised me that one, Dave, I'll be honest with you, because yeah, chalk. I so really use it. Very cross- I, really, I really only use it when it gets hot up here and I dab it on. And that is it. Really? Yeah, I prefer to work on my grip. Nice. Mm. I just love chalk. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. always using chalk. Part of the ritual in it. Bill, Bill puts on his face before it goes in there. <laughs> I'm sibbing it. I'm sibbing it. To be fair, when I was in my cringy uh, phase of where like weightlifting for me was like, oh yeah, it's like almost fucking going to war, and I've got to do my rituals. I used to take <laughs> a big chalk. Whoa, fucking. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not in my own house, so I don't know what's here. No shadow. There's actually a horse just over there, which is quite ominous. But I mean, um, I, I used to get a big powdered hand and do it on my chest, and that was part of my ritual. And now I just cringe at chalk that. Chalk on the chest? Yeah, chalk on the chest, big handprint. All right, Tom, you know where to go, mate. Get yourself oh, yeah, yeah. the obvious. Yeah, I've atoned for my sins since then. Just stopped using well, chalk. i the obvious. I've <laughs> <laughs> stopped using chalk. Oh, dear. Right, Dave, we'll move on to something a bit more serious now. We've had a bit of fun to start, so hopefully not bore the listeners to death, is what we like to do. Um, we'll start with your, with your story then, because obviously you've just joined the Train Primal team, head coach, you've, you know, some really good stuff's coming out. We've got a really promising future as well. Um, and people listening, there'll be, I know there's people listening who are members, and hopefully there's people listening who may want to be members in the future. So if they know who's behind uh, two-thirds of the programme, because if you're not aware, I basically, at the moment, I'm doing the Primal Life programme, which is kind of our... Um, it's like our lowest level. It's still kind of that functional fitness-esque approach because that's obviously what we do, but it's it's very accessible and it's only four days a week, so the volume's really low. Um, it's all about just getting you getting you moving, getting you to start enjoying fitness and then from there, hopefully we can get you onto Primal Fit and Apex and really start, you know, excelling in that field. But... I'm, I'm looking. I'm on the out. I'm on the uh, sort of lookout for people to sort of take over that role. But at the moment, that's what I'm doing, and obviously Dave's doing the other two programs. So we'll get into basically your beginning, Dave. Talk us through it. How did you get into your sort of the world of health fitness? Was it always CrossFit from day one, or did you start on the? No, no. From, so I started in the in the commercial commercial bodybuilding kind of aesthetics kind of um, training. So. That's very common. Yeah, I saw uh, one of my brother's mates. My brother's two years older than me, so one of his mates, he was getting in shape, and I was like, I fancy a bit of that. That's good. Um, so he then, his, me- my ma- his mate took me to the gym on my uh, 15th birthday, because that's when you could join the gyms then. And uh, yeah, just got into it then. Um, straining with him, just straight into like two days or three days splits, um, and just getting there. Um, did that for a few years, decided I liked it and wanted to do my uh, gym instructing course. So found a course online, did that one. Well, I was, it was in 
person. I just found the course online, obviously. And um, then I got a job as a part-time gym instructor at my local leisure centre. And then they put me through my level three PT um, and amongst other courses, kettlebells and spinning. And then I did that. The usual, the, the usual CPD courses. Yeah, exactly. So I did that for a few years. And then um, my mate from school, who I was started to train with for a while, he um, mentioned, oh, do you know anything about this CrossFit? And I was like, no, never heard anything. What are you on about? But when was this? Sorry, Dave. What, what year was that? This would have been... 2012 maybe around then um and yeah it was like no haven't heard anything about it uh, so he sent me a link to the crossfit games and watched it and i was like that's awesome <laughs> looked online and back then there wasn't actually many crossfit gyms around um and then there's one actually in the town just over from where i lived down in farnham and then joined up there and did that for a few years and then joined the army. Was that was that EDC CrossFit? Is that the no EDC no? So this one was CrossFit Camberley. Oh. So um, whilst I was down there, before I joined up, actually, I joined. I went to three different CrossFit gyms, one after each other, because we went at CrossFit Camberley, um, which had got us into it. And then as we were getting more and more into it, we decided the training there wasn't actually that get that great. Um, we weren't getting basically what we wanted. Uh, the money we were putting into it we weren't getting what we wanted back you know we did three we did fran in this three times in the space of two weeks really yeah so and it was just like this That's is terrible if do you want to just tell people what fran is if they're not aware yeah of so if you want to wear fran it's a uh one of the most notorious benchmark workouts for crossfit um and it is 21 barbell thrusters weighing for men it's 42.5 kilos 35 kilos for the females and then it would be 21 pull-ups any variation of pull-ups you can do strict kipping or butterfly depending on your ability um and then yeah 21 15 9 of that so 21 thrusters 21 pull-ups 15 thrusters 15 pull-ups 9 and 9 and then you do that yeah and there's some incredibly insane times for this yeah it sounds like people think, well, that doesn't sound too much to do three times. But the thing is, there's a thing called like Fran Lung, which is where you can't, I mean, you literally can't breathe afterwards. And then for the next day or two, you still can't breathe because it's like it's destroyed your throat because it's a sprint work. I mean, there's people that, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure there's like sub threes out there. Uh, there's sub twos uh, out there. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, that, that just shows you, you're basically sprinting for two minutes. I watched the guy that did it in like 8.50, no, 8.50, 1.58 or something like that. And he just walked away from it as well. I would be crippled so, on the floor. Yeah, that's, but yeah, doing that three times in a couple of weeks is just yeah. You know what it sounds like it sounds like bad programming where it's a cop out, isn't it? That's an easy, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. And then yeah, I mean that coach, you'd be like, "Oh, guy's not in today," uh, but the workouts, what so and so, a bit of running, so you can just go down to your local field and do it. I'm like, it's not what I'm paying for. <laughs> yeah. So we moved yeah. to a new gym that had opened up, a new CrossFit gym had opened up in another town that was quite close, which was CrossFit Maida. Uh, uh, yeah. I made it. I've been. I did. I went there on my um, PTI course. Mm. So back then, it was went, called I, Chris, uh, CrossFit 1664. Yes, it's the yeah. original CrossFit gym there, and now it's CrossFit Maida. Mm. It's quite big as well, um, isn't it? So yeah, really big. So it's, it's two gyms. You've got fight side which is on one side and then you've got 
made a gym, it's the other side. Um, so all the martial art junkies go on one side and then <laughs> all those CrossFit hooligans go on the other side, throw around some barbells. Hmm. And then later on, moved over from there because um, 1664 actually went under because of um, partners' uh, disputes with each other. And then one of them left and the other one opened another CrossFit gym around the same area and we went to that one which was spirit core or edc that's it yeah and uh, now that they're quite, they're quite well known aren't they yeah that one's quite a good well it's probably one of the best gyms in in the uk i'd say for, for crossfit mm. they've competed up they um sort of regional oh yeah they've been to the... regionals a couple of times um yeah uh, strength and depth in 2019 i think it was uh or it could have been early 2020 Anyway, the last strength and depth um, they competed against, like the likes of Rich Training and stuff. So. That's awesome. I mean, yes, you've, you've you've been around the sport for a long time, which is why it made real sense for you to come on board as sort of the guy who does the programming for our CrossFit program because you've sort of seen it. Because as you said, at the start, it was notorious. I mean, it is still people still have the perception now of it being poor programming. We spoke about it on our CrossFit podcast of some gyms that still ran really poorly. Yeah. Right? Someone's done their CrossFit level one and they they could have never done CrossFit before, but they can still do the level one, and then now they can coach CrossFit. Yes. Yeah, as long as they affiliate, um, they can open a... If they've got the money, affiliate for, I think it's like £3,000 a year, um, then yeah, you can go ahead and open your own CrossFit gym. Um, it won't be good, because if they've just done that two-day course, which is you're literally learning the principles of CrossFit and you know, what, what CrossFit's about. It's not until you do your level two where you actually go in depth of coaching, mm. which I'm planning to next year. So, Yeah, I so said we're going to get you, uh, hopefully we'll get yeah. you on that through um, through Primal because the, the idea is obviously, it's qualifications. I mean, obviously I know you've got loads of knowledge there, Dave, in terms of CrossFit, but it just it's all about ticking the boxes, isn't it, sometimes? I mean, I, I always like to talk to people about how they act, their approach things are because that's what's most important. But when people look at you from an outside, they normally just look at a list of, oh, has this person done this qualification? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Does it, does... Qualifications are... That's just life. That's, that's life, isn't it? That's, that's, that's life. Especially in this but, yeah. industry. Well, yeah, in life in general, really, isn't it? People look great on their CV, but when they actually come into a work environment, it could be a whole different, you know, kettle of fish, really. In, in the fitness industry, in, in particular, it is absolutely, absolutely rampant. You'll get people with, uh, especially if you're going to a commercial gym and you see the qualifications of each personal trainer and they're just throwing on anything that they can just to make it look like they're more experienced than what they kind of already are. Um, but the thing is, like, there's all kinds of weird and wacky CBD, CPD courses out there. Um, but yeah, the fitness industry in particular is rampant for where it looks good on paper because it ticks all the boxes. There's random qualifications on there. But then that coach or PT may just be dog shit in general. Like it's um, like the head coach of EDC. He's only across at level one, but he's been yeah. programming since they opened um, years ago. And he's phenomenal at programming just because he's mm. he's studied it. He just hasn't gone and got the bit of paper to say he's done it. It's expensive as well, that bit of paper. It's not cheap exactly, bit of yeah. paper. I mean, that two-day course, which you said is very basic, it's like eight, nine hundred quid. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah $1,000. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> It's a bit yeah, spicy. The same price, but you get more from that. Yeah, that, that's when, but that's that's where you sort of dedicate yourself more, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I mean, ideally, Dave, for a couple of years time, we'll have your level four, mate. Don't worry, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> level four cross. There's only like three level, in the UK. 
Yeah, well, train probably up the fourth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so you you did all. You, obviously, you went to the CrossFit gyms. You had your PT level three. You were doing stuff in in Civvy Street. But what made? Because obviously, I knew you from the army. So, what made you decide then to join the army? Uh, so, my dad, um, he was um, he did a full career um, in the army uh, with the parachute regiment. So, always wanted to go and follow his footsteps. Um, so, initially, when I joined up, um, I actually joined the Paras. And then eventually wasn't for me. So then transferred to the Royal Engineers, which was a bit more for me, a bit more of a thinking soldier. Am I right, Bill? <laughs> well, uh, cannot confirm with an eye. And then obviously when I was in there, wanted to, do PI, uh, wanted to be PTI. So that's when I went and did my PTI mm. course. And best time I had when I was up there was when I was in the gym. So... Because I think, because when I when I when I was uh, up in uh, Scotland with you uh, at Kinloss where we where we posted, you, you hadn't done your PTI course, then, had you? No, no, no. So yeah, I did it. I was up there for probably three three years, and then it was my last year. Not by my choice. It was just uh, the uh, the core man at the time was uh, not letting me do it because I didn't have the right rank. Yeah, because it's very strange, isn't it, the process in the army? That it's very, it's, it's very weird because you get some people who are allowed to do it, at, like the private sap or whatever your whatever your cat badge you are. Yeah. Um, but then they always seem to be like a, a lance corporal or whatever. But, but you still get people going at the, the rank below. Mm. Uh, it just yeah. seems like it's up to it's up to the core man. I think it is. Yeah, because then when, <laughs> when the core man changed, I went and asked the new bloke, and he was more than happy in putting me on it at my current rank. You were more, you were more, um, you were more qualified than. The other PTIs because you already did your, your level three and stuff. Because the, the if, for people who aren't aware, a British Army physical training instructor, you're only a level two PT when you finish that course, and even then, it's not even like a full level two really. It's like it's yeah. pretty. Does it transfer like, over to civilian qualifications? Yeah, you get you, you can get yeah. Well, it's through Simspar now. Is it? Okay. Um, they've just changed it. Yeah, they've just changed it recently. Same fucking but, um, thing, it really. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Well, we're reps. If you go on to reps now, I don't think actually no. it doesn't. It, it, it says go to Simspar. It's basically no. the same. They like it does stay on the, the PTI certificate at the bottom there, equivalent to blah blah blah. But yeah, which is why I said, David, like for you, you you have to get a battle to get on the course where you are already more qualified than the people who've done the course. But obviously, it's all insurance purposes, and there's obviously a different way of teaching soldiers than there is um, Karen out and <laughs> out in True Gym. <laughs> it's obviously a different different ball game. Um, I mean, if we if we go back a little bit before you did the PTR course, yeah, I think you you were the one who basically got me into CrossFit. So yeah, we, well, obviously, we got deployed to Romania, wasn't it? Yeah. On a little, little exercise, to, and that, uh, they had a really good gym there because it was a US camp, and they had a pretty pretty kitted out gym, and it was a CrossFit Open, wasn't it at the time? Uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah. And I saw you and another guy, another guy called Billy, who was um, you were doing some of the work, and I was like, "What is this? This this looks mad." And obviously, because when you when you look at CrossFit, and you've never really been exposed to it. Because before that, um, going back even further, I mean, Tom, you and me, because we've known each other for years, it used to be we used to take the piss out of CrossFit, didn't we? Yeah. Because we were just normal. You know that that classic, sti- yeah, with that classic stigma of you, you look at it from that tunnel vision, and you think CrossFit is going to get injured. CrossFit, they do yeah. shit pull ups. CrossFit, you just take the piss out. And we were that we were them guys. Um, but then when you actually, I watched you guys, and I was like, "Oh, this looks different." And then you actually get into it and you realise actually this isn't this isn't too bad. And then I actually go back and look at the things I was doing back then and think, fuck me, what an idiot I was in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'd fucking love to do CrossFit if I had the available space to do it. <laughs> we did one ski workout time. Yeah, you, uh, and that was it. I, I, I came into work the next day wearing a headband, <laughs> no shirt. Um, yeah, I was ready to go. Raring. Sleeves, nanos. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> love it. Have you whoop band on? Do you remember the workout was, Dave? 
that very first workout we did, I, I, I want to say because I remember you, I remember you saying something to me because you were like in your CrossFit zone. I think, I think it was dumbbell snatch, right? Because I think I was putting my hand on my thigh every time I did the snatch, and you, because obviously you knew it was like my first time ever really doing it. You were just like, you didn't want to say anything, but eventually you were like, yeah, they're like no reps, Bill. Because you like <laughs> put your hand on your thighs. Because if you put your hands on your thigh, you like support yeah. yourself. And, uh, and that was my first exposure to what the fuck's all this no rep shit. And obviously now you realise, okay, it's actually like the standards. You soon learned. You know, the effort was still there. So I'm not going to no rep here because you, obviously you weren't going to be qualifying for the the open yeah. at that point. Um, uh, obviously, following the new program, you will in the next few years. So, um, currently, uh, currently sick from the uh, British Army Warrior Fitness Open, mate. Just a low key flex there. I reckon that workout could have been uh, dumbbell snatches and maybe box jump overs. Could have been, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it being pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was most as well. out there, the most howling workouts you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, and then I, don't know, I think we just sort of. Um, we just did a bit of training from there, didn't we? And then from then on, when we got back to the UK, we just got more into it. Yeah. And I started training with you more often. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I just sort of yeah. fell into CrossFit. But I, I, yeah, I mean, did you basically kind of got me them fundamentals? Cause I remember my initial cleans and snap. I mean, I look back at some of my old Instagram posts from when I was in, and that some of the some of my technique on some of these lifts was just abysmal. But that just goes to show that perseverance if you just stay consistent if you just put the work in by just doing the movements your body will just adapt to these movements and now i mean i'm pretty i'm, I'm obviously no, no one's really perfect but i'm i'm pretty good when it comes to these movements now compared to what i used to be anyway like years ago um that's what it's all about that's what i like about crossfit is that there's so many different movements to learn and it's so uh, satisfying when it all starts i mean never did i ever think i'd have to do a handstand walk and now I can, you know, now I can, I can do it pretty comfortably. And, you know, it's not, it's not really an issue. And it's, it's, it's amazing to think that if you just put the, put the work in, it, it can happen. Obviously, when I, when I met Dave, he was still pretty much all over it. So it was, um, I was like, wow, this guy's amazing. <laughs> so the old days now, Bill would absolutely destroy me now. So uh, <laughs> I remember when, uh, just before, I think you got posted before I left, was uh, there was far and few between workouts where I'd actually come out on top, Bill. So obviously my coaching was right. Well, well, yeah, that, I mean, those those workouts in your defence were basically any workout where there wasn't a technical movement. If you threw a technical movement in there, I, it was game over for me. If it was just like rowing or running or burpees or something, something engine-based, I'd be all right. Huh. But a bit of a technical movement. Yeah, if play. I felt like a win, I'd have to <laughs> check, chuck in a, a heavy snatch or a muscle up and be like, right, yeah. I need to take Bill down. He's had three rims in a row now, so. Yeah. Just to I'm throw just a hurdle in the way. muscle up. <laughs> yeah, for a hurdle. Right there. at the end, there's a muscle up where Bill's going to be there for like five minutes before I get there. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking at this bar like, fuck. But uh, that's what I like. We've got to keep it, your so. confidence in check one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, once we got back, obviously I got posted, I, I moved away. Obviously you stayed up in uh, Kinloss and did your PTI course. How did you find the PTI course? Bear in mind, you already did like your level three and stuff. I actually found it really good because from when I did my qualifications to now, most of it changed. Like new knowledge had come in. Didn't know anything about this speed, speed, power, power, speed kind of stuff. It was just explosive movements or power movements. It wasn't the other, you know, breaking them down further into these groups. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, just just re-educating myself on it, like things you forget or something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was actually really good. And I think it's, I think it should be higher than equivalent to a gym two, but not a level three, because obviously you don't have that 
personal side yeah. of things it should be there should be like an intermediate one where that should slip into because the knowledge you gain from it is better than a gym instructor yeah 100 percent. and you do and you do come out as a really good coach i find but because obviously if you if you're not wearing the army it's all about being the, being the fucking alpha isn't it and like having that confidence to like talk in front of people and i think that's what that especially helps you in that and that i'll respect. tell you what anyway. that is actually a, a fucking brilliant point and it is something i've considered before but i've never kind of known how to put it into words until it's just been mentioned here and that is where a lot of people that go for their level two fitness instructor qualification you could have just left school you could never worked in a gym before, never worked with people before, and that's the important thing. But with the British Army, from day one, once you become a PTR, you are dealing with many, 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 many individuals. So straight away, you are getting that experience. The problem with a lot of uh, civic qualifications in regards to a level three PT or level two fitness instructor is you get all the theory, all the knowledge, but it's very hard to put into practice when you actually start dealing with individuals, actual human beings, or with different, you know, morphologies, different uh, biomechanics, etc., different learning capacities as well. But straight away with the British Army, you're dealing with young lads, middle-aged lads. I want to say old lads, but I've I've never seen anyone with grey hair in the gym when I've been around. Um, but, but you know, you get to deal with a whole range of different people straight away from the get-go once you're a PTI, and that's a benefit that straight away. I think you'd get as a British Army PTI. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely good. I mean, I I enjoyed my course. Uh, obviously, Dave did it before me, so it'll be it might have been slightly different. Um, I I yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the thing with me was I kind of knew a lot of the stuff anyway beforehand. I mean, I did quite well. Another flex, I did quite well on the PTI course simply because I kind of went in. It was more. I don't want to say formality, but I can't, I was I felt very comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was more just like, here's my lesson, right, sweet. Like one of my lessons, for example, I had to give was overhead squat. And obviously CrossFit, loads of so I was like, right, good to go. I was like, here we go. I got the little TV out, I had a little demo on the TV, I did my own demo, I stripped the movement right back. Uh, you know, I could do the movement very proficiently, which is obviously great because if the guy in front can't do the movement, then it's obviously not very good if the coach can't do the overhead squat. So that uh, and I yeah, and I just found it just from doing the stuff with I mean, the stuff I did with Dave back in Scotland, him taking me through uh, all this sort of stuff built up to my confidence before I even went into it. And the only thing I would say negative about the PTI course is if you if you go in as someone who has no idea about fitness, because there are people who go on this course. I mean, you probably have some in yours, Dave. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's because you're doing it in such large groups and it's not one-to-one like tuition these people can kind of almost get sort of just carried through yeah and they come out the other end quite a poor st- i mean it's the same in the pt industry like the standard can still be quite low and you get a pt eyes in the army oh, people get carried yeah. through and the standard's still quite poor um well, yeah. which is a shame one guy on ours he was literally there he he was there because he ran for the army he was a cross-country runner and his obviously back then you still had to do the 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 PFA to get in and uh, fit the, the uh, PTI standard one and his time on the run was sickening it was it was too quick right and yeah I mean he just glided through the course he was failing he got caught cheating on exam wow twice got cheated on the same exam twice failed it twice um and then still got through the course just because he ran for the army and a high up number wanted him somewhere, so he needed to be a PTI to be there. Mm. There's blokes like him that slide through, but then there's us that obviously had to work through. I mean, I got best. Mm. Uh, was it lesson plan? Absolutely. So it was my second one because 
I kind of like dumbed it down the first one because I didn't want to be like showing up too much. Ar- you you didn't want to come across arrogant. Yeah. You wanted to you didn't want to be did it. Yeah. And it was it was like mobility and flexibility. I was like, all right, well, that's a bit simpler one, but all right, did it. He was like, cause I was a bit expecting a bit more from me there, so I was like, all right, absolutely kicked the ass out on the next one. Like I went into the gym in the evening. I was taking my own photos of positions. So one of the other lads came in. I was getting into the position. He was taking photos of everything I did. I had videos of that and then scaling, like progressions, regressions, everything point on point on for everything I did. And he was like, this list of man's awesome. And I was like, thanks. But yeah, I did yeah. it just to show him because he was, he kind of shot on my first one. I was like, fine, you're getting it all now, big lad. It was like 17 yeah. pages long. <laughs> Dear God, double barrel. <laughs> Front and back. That's good to see, but you, it fills up. We get a lesson plan every time you do a workout on a on the train primal stuff. I mean, if you when you go to like, if you're not aware of it, we've got like a on our workout page. You've got like a, a coach's notes, which is like where the athlete can see, which is basically what Dave puts in. He'll put like uh, demonstrations of all the movements, sort of key points to look out for, um, regressions, progressions, and another thing I love that I we I never even thought about before. You jumped on was a stimulus phase, um, which is quite which is quite interesting. So like, you might not be aware of this, Tom, but basically if you've got if you've got a workout, for example you obviously want to have a desired stimulus it's not supposed to be full send every time it's not supposed to be an hour of grizzing out fizz you got you need you want to have a stimulus don't you um whereas these assess phases you kind of like do a round or something similar to a round of of the workout you're going to go into and there'll be like a time domain for example it, it will say this should be done in less than four minutes if it takes you longer than four minutes it then gives you opportunities to scale that workout so you're hitting the right stimulus because if you were then to just go and do the workout anyway it would take you way longer or you'd be struggling way harder than you should do yeah and i think that's a really good really good thing that we, we've added in just because as you it starts to be overtraining it keeps people hitting the right stimulus which yeah. makes people progress better and then obviously ultimately uh be better competitors i think I mean, sometimes you look at the uh, the practice rounds, you're like, oh, my God. The workout's yeah. going to be how long enough anyway? I don't need to practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you mean. It can be quite daunting to think, I've got to do another round. I've got to do another five rounds after this. But it is, yeah. I think it's necessary, especially on the competitors' programme, because if you're competing, you want to be hitting the right stimulus every time. You don't want to be, you don't want to be in that grey area. You know? So straight away, it gives you a parameter of what is expected. Yeah. yeah you're not just absolutely. going in half fast. You're not going in, you know, yeah. <laughs> blindfolded basically that's cool so dave obviously you've been through the pti course you stayed in a kinos for a little while and then you obviously eventually because you are now out of the army but yeah, what, what so, was that process like that- well I, just before i left the army that's when i did my actual qualification for crossfit so that's when i went and did the course so obviously i used um some learning credits and discount for being military on there to save some many pennies there which massively helped out and then yeah left managed to leave, get out and uh, just message the CrossFit gym here in Inverness where I live now uh, to see if I could come and wanted to coach, see if I could come along and shadow. So um, just a couple of times a week to get in there and he saw, you know, wanted to see how he did it um, and then replicate what how he does it, but in my own way as well. Um, and yeah, now I coach there. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a, it looks like a really cool gym um, from what I've seen. Anyway, yeah. Well, it's recently just come into new. So during the first lockdown last year, it got changed hands to Donny Beaton now, who's in charge of it, and the programming's massively changed. Beforehand, it wasn't the best. I didn't really enjoy coaching it too much. I enjoyed coaching, 
and not the program because there'd be like things in there which I was like I didn't agree with and then Pete like members would be like oh how come we're doing this and I'd be like because it wasn't like the stimulus or coach's notes or anything it was just written on the board and you're like oh so yeah. how come we're doing like it was heavy like five like five by five back squat but in between the rest periods you're doing some bench press instead of resting you know you're going for, <laughs> yeah. you're going for a five rep max at the end of the day or you're trying to like lift heavy and then he's letting you smash yourself further and not actually utilize that rest period so stuff like that came up and then lockdown happened they decided they don't want to run it anymore donnie came in bought it out and yeah never looked back the crossfits the gym's getting so much more equipment um he likes his rogue stuff so we're benefiting from that um he's going all out and just Previous. getting new rogue stuff um and yeah the programming is absolutely incredible so we'll have, we'll have our own uh, we'll have our own gym one day train prime will be the uh primal hq oh gym uh that, that's the uh that's that's the dream anyway um and obviously the program will be primal apex i mean that so obviously you spoke a little bit about lockdown there um about how the gym changed how, how was lockdown for you personally because obviously i know when you left the army was it just before lockdown yeah so i left in the october and obviously October so that's 19, just dreadful time and mm. lockdown happened march 2020 so between that time obviously my my plan when i was coming out i was like i'm gonna open across the gym i'm gonna open my own gym it's gonna be incredible couldn't find anywhere to open a gym couldn't get a warehouse whatsoever so i became a that's when I became the PT at DW across the road there. And then obviously lockdown happened. They went into administration. So that's me out of a job um, there. And obviously you guys know working as a PT for gyms is not cheap. So there's no way having a family and trying to pay the gym £500 a month on top of earning more money. Mm. was a, a no-go really. especially during especially during covid when everyone's tight on cash exactly. no one wants to spend money on things everyone no one's even allowed to go outside half the time for most of it Sounds anyway weren't so yeah. um, but i mean yeah i mean the lockdown for me was it was fine um at its moments but i had enough equipment here to keep me going i had my kettlebells pull-up bar and all that kind of stuff so um yeah it was fine i mean kept, the second kept yourself sane you kept yourself sane with like physical you could keep your physical activity up yeah which is good i was actually then working on a lot of mobility and stuff trying to sort out positions and so my pistol squats much better now because i drilled it i had the time I worked on basic movements so squatting just air squats I was just doing that kind of stuff for time for tempos trying to get better positions goblet squats you know just trying to build my base better for when i got back because i know my intensity was going to be much lower i wasn't going to go back as strong as and fit as i was so i might as well go back again to move better than when i left mm. yeah yeah using your, using your time just high volume all the time of training does take a toll on the body so having that time off got actually better so and that's that's one of the downfalls of it across it. Some people is they 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 um they'll sign up to these the boxes and stuff and they'll just go relentlessly for like twelve months. They'll not take any time off, and it's like obviously the gym owner's like, yeah, it's great to see you here every day, but like your body is probably <laughs> it's probably screaming at you. Uh, and I think yeah, that that's I think that's of any sport though. It's any sport it can be, isn't it? I think one of those things as well with CrossFit is with some people. When I say some people, I mean the people that are relatively quite new to it. 
is where they expect like every workout needs to be hard in the last, and that's not the case. Um, you know, CrossFit in the day also relies on progression. You know, I know there's some coaches out there that doesn't don't quite get that. And I know that's what uh, probably the general population of normie gym goers tend to think as well. But at the end of the day, you know, CrossFit does rely on progression. It's not always supposed to be, oh, well, this doesn't feel like I've done as good as last time because last time I felt absolutely fucked and now it feels like I'm not as fucked. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just different okay. stimulus. Different stimulus. Did you say you were saying something about the second lockdown there? So was the second lockdown... Yeah, I mean, we've had, I've, I've lost count of lockdowns in this bloody country. Yeah, the second lockdown up here was very yeah. better because I decided to landscape a bit of the back garden right down in the end there to give myself an actual training area. <laughs> so it was just a crap bit of garden. It was all undulating. So I just spent three days hard graft of removing. It was like a good few inches of shingle all down there, probably about three tons worth. So I shifted that out the way, wow. leveled it all put the stones back on and then one of the area left an area to be slabbed which i got some slabs off a friend and uh now i've got a sweet little training area in back garden which eventually will become a shed so i can have even more kit in there um but for now it's much better than it was just training outside the back door so yeah it's good you've been able to get i mean it's good you've been able to keep your sort of training sort of up there i think that's we've spoken about before about exercise the benefits of exercise on things like mental health not only just physical health especially with lockdowns it's been really good i mean people say oh oh you've got no kit doesn't matter you can still exercise but for some people like they having that kit motivates them to want to exercise having that sort of the an area like a designated area to do exercise like just doing doing some squats in your living room is all good and well but if your living room is associated with your chill out netflix time the last thing you want to do is a fucking amrap of burpees in your living room where, where you know it's, your, your headspace won't be there so no, absolutely. i mean we've all obviously all three of us have been i'd say quite fortunate to i mean tom i know you've had some areas uh you've got your, your, your summer house as you uh, oh <laughs> you've yeah got, you've had certain areas yeah you've been able to, to train i think not allowed in there anymore yeah, be, yeah. Not, what you're not allowed in there anymore what sorry re- rewind well, i put a fucking hole in the floor didn't i <laughs> do you want to push like you try to do crossfit yeah, I was trying to do a push, push press. press. Yeah, so this is what happens when I try and do CrossFit. So I do a push press, and I forgot you're supposed to keep holding the bar. <laughs> I just launched up in the air. I just launched up. Yeah, I had a fucking brain freeze. I launched up in the air, and it's almost like, oh fuck, I've left the gas on. Forgot to keep holding the bar there, and it just fucking launched. <laughs> it went straight for the ball. With the bar. Yeah, yeah ball ball with the bar. It, yeah. it was only thirty kilos, mine, but still, it, it has those hex plates on it. So you know, it's got like a sharp corner on the on the plates, and that just went yeah straight through the floorboard. Wallop, wallop. And you got, and then you got banned. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to post lockdown now. So, um, obviously, we're coming towards. I mean, I say we're coming towards the end of it. Fuck knows what's happening in the, in the UK anyway. Uh, it's been uh, you can't you can't write this stuff. I mean, one minute we're coming out of lockdown, next minute there's talks of more. I mean, not restrictions being left. But we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But all bets are off, basically. I don't know. All bets are off. Um, so going forward, anyway, Dave, what what are you specifically, especially with like your new role with uh, Train Prime? What, what are you looking forward to, kind of going forward in the future? Is there, is there anything? Yeah. For me, it's just getting more into the programming side. So. I've done CrossFit's online programming course, hmm. which was really insightful because I was been trying to program CrossFit for a while, and it's actually 
a lot harder than I thought it was originally to program. Well, 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 Dave, so, so what you're telling me is, is, is it's not just 45 hour AMRAPs every single day. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to tell me? Not, no. It's not just that. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah. there's many variables that need to be so, uh, added in. So you kind of work on like a, a two week program kind of like like area so you know in that two weeks you're going to fit in everything you need to or thereabouts and then you work off of that um like a rope climb you need to add it in probably like do a rope climb every three weeks all right it's going to be in there it doesn't need to be done any day um all the other all the time because you're going to work on the muscles that are going to be helping that anyway from other workouts but to keep the skill it needs to be in there if you want to compete then you do it a little bit more frequently that kind of thing so for me with this with the primal stuff it's just i want to get incredible at coat you know programming crossfit style um programs so that's, that's really where i want to be going i want to go more coach more program kind of orientated yeah i like it and obviously we've got loads of good content that's going to be coming out because at the moment obviously it's just the online program stuff but obviously we're in the talks of getting more video content out where we're gonna have some more breakdowns of movements more coaching more sort of facetime um as much as we can really but yeah in terms of the pro- i mean the program already has been really good it's so different to what we had before um and i feel like bef- bef- before it was it was a, a functional fitness competitors program. however it wasn't as specific as it is now if that makes sense so obviously you obviously see what it used to be Dave and obviously I, I, you know our members they, they obviously liked it they enjoyed it however it's very different now um, in terms of its specificity and I feel like it's it's honed it's honed a little bit more it's been tweaked just just from bit just from going through it test, yeah it's been tweaked just from testing the workouts it, yeah uh, it's a lot more simple as well and it's a lot more accessible to people in terms of it's not as daunting mm-hmm. um, especially with our new application we just moved over to a new app as well which has helped uh, and the way it's working now is it's so much more progressive so not only is crossfit in nature progressive as you mentioned tom earlier mm. the programs are so primal life you start from there the cheapest one the less the least volume really good for beginner well not i wouldn't say beginner beginner you probably want to get a one-to-one coach if you're a brand new beginner that's my recommend obviously not everyone can afford that it's still fine, a technical but my yeah. personal <laughs> thing is yeah, if, if, if you want to, if you're a beginner, probably best. But Primal Life is the bottom one. Then obviously you go up to Fit and Apex. And obviously Dave does both of those. And as you said, they're very similar. However, the volume is just different because we discussed strength and conditioning, which even then going back a bit more, we spoke in another podcast, how there's almost gatekeeping with strength and conditioning, how it should be mm-hmm. and how strength and conditioning must be like this. Well, we spoke with CrossFit. CrossFit is essentially at its core. It could be classed as strength and conditioning. Yeah, it is. 100% um, it is a yeah. variation of strength and conditioning. Yeah. Which and what you've done is you've basically had that core principle in the primal fit program, which is our strength condition program. And then with Apex, all we've basically done is you've just added the more of the skill elements and added a bit more of the volume where it's needed that your capacity is higher for these for for, com- for competing really, um, which I think makes it flow really well and it offers that progression for people. You know where they can think actually, you know what, I want to take this to the next level now. And it's not like a it's not a shock because if sometimes you go from one program to another and it's vastly different. It's like, whoa, what the, what, what the, what the fuck have I stepped into? Whereas now it'll feel, it'll almost feel like a natural progression. Like, okay, I can see where this is, how I've progressed here, which I think, um, yeah, I think people are going to really like uh, when they, when they, uh, when they get stuck into it. Mm. Oh, I mean, it's, 
it's one of those things with the program. It's gonna, it's not gonna be like a six weeks block and then you're gonna have a test week or anything like that. You'll be tested as you go. So every few weeks there will be some sort of test kind of area where you can look back on a previous workout. So that's why in CrossFit you record everything you do, whether it's reps or time or load. You record it because somewhere it will come up again. All right, so you just compare it. All right, I'm fitter than I was. You know, you're not working on this six-week block. Okay, yeah, I've got really strong now, and then you're not going to touch it again for a while, and then you're going to drop off. Where CrossFit, you're kind of on a, a gradual, a more gradual incline, and then you don't need to taper off because it's so diverse in what it does. Yeah. So none of that tapering thing, which obviously – Deload weeks are just, they're boring. But obviously for those areas in training, they're needed because obviously you've just gone up, so you need that deload. But CrossFit is more yeah. gradual, so you don't need to have that. Yeah, especially with the, the way, because the way obviously I've spoke to you about how this uh, primal program is working is that it, because it's kind of um, almost built around the, the CrossFit season, even though we're obviously fully aware that not all of our members are going to want to go to the CrossFit Games and stuff, I just want to do it to be, you know, functionally more fit, you know, want to be strength, strength and conditioning, et cetera, et cetera, as that. Because it's built around the season, you naturally have, as you said, those variations where there'll be times in the season where even in the world of CrossFit, they do kind of taper down, or not taper, as you said, but they kind of, it does come off the gas a little bit compared to what it would be. Whereas if we've got the open coming up, we'll ramp up, won't we? You just, you just turn down the volume. So pretty much the fit will pretty much stay the same all year round because they don't really peak. They stay at a good mm-hmm. level. And then the it was just the volume on Apex will decrease. Yeah. So you won't be doing like after the open, I'll probably have a week or so of just tapered off volume and then back on ready for anyone who's got into the next part and then anyone who's training for the next season. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this this approach because I feel like this is the biggest issue of CrossFit is uh, doing, as we, this is something we need to get a t-shirt on, it's too much too soon, is uh, volume can always be, sometimes in CrossFit, the volume can be too much. 100%. Um, I think it's because it's, it's expected as well. People are expected to turn to a mess yeah. every workout. Like They go, as you said, I need to be sweating. I need to be dying on the floor after every workout. That's like, well, no, that's when you get in, that's when you get injuries and that's where you get, that's when you overtrain because, because of that. And I think the way it's being done now is obviously you've got it really owned in on volume and you spoke to other people like in the industry kind of like right how can we make sure the volume is perfect that people are getting performance gains but they're not over trading um some days some days you might think oh it's not a lot on today but there's a reason for that it's not it's not because we're trying to say to you oh this is, we couldn't be asked to put anything else on this on this day it's because you, you know you, <laughs> you we don't want you over trading um have you got anything anything else to add lads before we move on no, to the boy, that was quite quite summed up well then mate the thing is, at the end of the day, I think a lot of the general public need to kind of realise is that, you know, CrossFit is not this just randomised, what of the day style, you know, training system. You know, it is based on progression. And at the end of the day, with most training, you're only ever seeing like the highlight reel. It just happens that on YouTube, when you see the CrossFit highlight reel, it tends to be the <laughs> the injury side of things, etc. And it's just, the stigma is undeserved at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day, yeah. at its roots, CrossFit, like any other training system, is based on periodization. Just just different ways of doing it. There's just different exactly. ways of doing it. I mean, as I say, many different ways to skin a cat. You know, it's... <laughs> exactly. 
exactly that. Um, yeah, so guys, if you've, if, you've, if you've sort of liked what you've heard there um, and you want to get involved with our community, you want to join the membership, so get, get stuck into these programs, you can head to uh, trainprimal.co or which is or trainprimal.com, which is our brand new website, which is launching very soon. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, will be whatever website's live. However, there will be a backlink to the old one. So if you go to the old one, it'll take you to the new one. Uh, it'll also be down in the show notes of the podcast. If you go down there, take a look, click on the link, it will take you to how you can sign up to mm. our uh, membership. Um, it's really good. You get to jump into our Facebook group as well, which is uh, Tom's also in. Um, which we're going to try and get to post some more conspiracy theories because that's what everyone wants to hear. Um, <laughs> but um, And obviously the SugarWad platform is really community-driven as well, so it's, it'd be good to see as many people on there as possible, especially if you want to get fit and healthy. Um, moving on to a bit more of a personal stuff here, Dave. So what is your... We've been you know, through your PT journey. You've obviously met loads of different clients on your way. You've dealt with loads of different coaches, uh, et cetera, et cetera. What would you say is your favourite part of being a PT? Um, just being able to help someone achieve whatever goal they want, especially when it's a big goal. Um, for instance, at the moment, I'm training my uncle. He uh, he was a big man when we started. Uh, he weighed 170 kilos. Jesus, big yeah, man. that's a lot. <laughs> that is yeah. big. Yeah. So, um, and just happened, we started training just before the first lockdown. So he's had to manage to do this throughout both lockdowns as well um, with limiting equipment obviously not being in a gym as we know that is a cycle psychological boost being somewhere to train or just being at home or somewhere you know you're not going to get in the the right mindset Um, and now he has managed to reach his goal of 120 kilos so yeah um, Jesus and on top of that not just he could have done it quicker if I just wanted to make him lose weight, but I wanted him to do it healthily and sustainably. So he did it a bit yeah. slower, but also when he was doing it, increase his aerobic capacity as well as strength, sleep patterns so much better, nutrition. I didn't get him to count too many calories. I wanted him to not get in the mindset of having numbers. So, you know, we only really tweaked that towards the end when he started to plateau on his diet. So it's just more that where just getting someone to live a healthier life yeah. and feel better yeah, about themselves. Sustainably is important. As you said, uh, sustainable is the most important part Absolutely. of that. Is, it's, anyone could, any coach could make someone lose weight rapid. I mean, it's not to put someone in a calorie deficit is not difficult. However, if they can't maintain that afterwards, or they they're just living by numbers, uh, they can easily just fall off that. So, um, and then that's where eating disorders come in. So, last thing you want to be is the person causing their eating disorder. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. We spoke about that numerous times. It's not uncommon, though, is it? And that's what happens with a lot of yeah. you know PTs is uh, they get you have a crash diet just to. Uh, enough weight loss to get that you know transformation picture to then use to advertise yourself to the next person and then it all just kind of goes downhill from there not just in regards to sustainable nutrition anyway but also the psychological impact as we kind of just hinted at there as well not good Hmm. moving on from your favorite part dave what would be your least favorite part of being a pt um that next client or trying to maintain clients once you've achieved their goal. So basically like the business side behind it. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not the most business orientated person. Um, if you look at my social media, it's not the strongest. All right. It's so it's getting better. All right. Bill's probably going to help me out with this kind of stuff because he seems to be on point with it. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just that kind of side where I just wanted to train people. I didn't want to be a business person, but obviously yeah. being a PT, you need to be both. You need to be able to sell, people forget that, don't they? sell your product. Obviously, once you've got your name out there, it's not so bad. But obviously, me moving to Inverness where I didn't know anyone, I couldn't even train friends and get them to sell me because obviously I'm new here, didn't have any. So for me, coming up to a new area, um, that's where I really kind of was suffering. Um, I was getting better um, until the first lockdown happened at DW. was building up my client base, um, which was then running off of more uh evidence based and not me just being out there like oh, I'm gonna get you this result, I'm gonna get you this result. I'm like <laughs> come with me, come for a session. I was, you know, offering free sessions. <clears throat> I'll tell you how I'm gonna help you. And I can't give you an end date because that's not really yeah, everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone's different, aren't they? <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Like I don't know how committed you're gonna be. You know, if I'm only training you once a day once a week, your programming there for you. I don't know how well you're going to do it, you know, so you can't judge off of this kind of stuff. So for me, it's definitely the business side of being a PT. And I think that's why it's been, um, be quite well you jump on with the train primal team. Cause it's almost like you are now being enabled to just do what you're you know, really good at. And that is the coaching side of it. You haven't got to worry about any of the, the business side really of it. You're kind of like, right. I I can just focus on this. Cause I feel like that will help you become better coaches. Because as you said, if you're trying to do loads of, I mean, it's goes back to the whole cross thing, trying to be good at loads of different things. Exactly. Really, yeah, yeah. I could do, but it, it, obviously it, if, if you could just focus on one thing, of course you're going to be better at that one thing. Cause you can just focus on it. If you've got to worry about other stuff, it can obviously be quite, um, mental to, to other aspects um so i think that's it's been a good it's been a good thing for you anyway i think so especially going forward we're going to get a very good um very good package at the on the other end we're going to go on to our the final section of the podcast dave now this is um something that our listeners uh, and our guests normally get quite sort of on edge about and these are our secret questions yeah sometimes they're very absurd sometimes they're funny sometimes they're quite serious and deep um i'll start with mine i'll start with a nice not, nothing too difficult um what would you do this is probably you think actually if it wasn't crossfit is there any sort of other modality that really or even now is there any other modalities that you're actually thinking you know what i'd love to get into that or is there something you would have maybe gone into if crossfit wasn't around so <sighs> If, if going off of now, if they just CrossFit just died off, it wasn't like thing from doing CrossFit. Probably maybe um, Olympic lifting. Go into that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. if I hadn't done CrossFit before, then I'd probably still be doing aesthetics or maybe calisthenics. Mm. Okay. So more like mm. not like competing bodybuilding, but you know the in the gym kind of watching biceps in the mirror kind of guy um or calisthenics becoming your worst enemy <laughs> yeah yeah i like yeah i mean i think the olympic lifting thing is uh interesting because it is a quite a natural transition isn't it um although i've seen some athletes i mean you had a couple of other australians doing bobsleigh wasn't it was <laughs> yeah it wasn't just a couple of australian that was tia claire trumi the fittest woman on earth yeah well yeah yeah, yeah just a couple of australians yeah. she's doing so, bobsleigh yeah i mean yeah, she's also yeah, but she's mad. 
she also competed in the Olympics at weightlifting and did reasonably well for not being mm. an Olympic lifter. She got slated for it, yeah. but that was why nobodies and people who didn't really, you know, should have an opinion. Um, but yeah, she did phenomenally well compared to considering she was up against people who just Olympic lift. Mm. Um, yeah, she did really well. Yeah. Um, and then Bob Slay, I mean, that just blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's just something she's already wanted to do, I guess. And just thought... The first thing I don't think of is like Australians doing that. That's mm. the thing. Just because you think it's like a hot country, you know, it's, it's almost like a sequel to yeah, Cool Runnings. You think Jamaicans do it? <laughs> yeah. That's you the thing. Like, it's the yeah. sequel to Cool Runnings. Yeah. Do you know what highlights, though? It highlights how CrossFit is almost like it is so transferable into other areas. Like, you don't have to be amazing at these other sports, but you could just jump into it and you could have a good crack at it. You wouldn't be like embarrassing at it. Even more so for those guys, their, their level of fitness, they can roll into very. They have a they could walk into many sports. Like Rick Browning was pretty much going to be a professional baseballer until he threw his shoulder out. You know, Matt Fraser was doing Olympic lifting Olympic before lifting. he went yeah. and threw his back out. There's so much like variation. I mean, we was kind of talk about this uh, last last podcast, weren't it, Bill? We were saying like with did uh, this with more variation, it leaves you more open to opportunity, and that's. One benefit of CrossFit is, I know some people say, oh, like it's a jack of all trades, master of none. But actually, it just opens up the door to many other things that you may be interested in as well. You know, and it keeps you on your toes a lot. Mm. And that is one of the, you know, that is one of the attractions for me. I mean, I, I don't, memes aside, I don't do CrossFit, but it is something that's attractive to me is the idea that it can open up so many doors to other things. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I think it makes you it makes you a better coach as well in terms of you're on a gym as a personal trainer and you are kind of you've dabbled into all these different aspects of fitness. You're more other clients, you you've got more opportunity to be able to work with other clients because they say, I want to do some gymnastics stuff, I want to work with you specifically. You could be like, Well, actually yeah. I can help you with some of it. I mean, I could take you to a certain level quite comfortably because I'm, I'm quite a favor of certain I mean, obviously you could make them a Olympic level gymnast because you're not an Olympic level gym, but you could introduce them to it quite comfortably because you're you've been injured, you're aware of it, you know. Yeah, and then that could give them the confidence to go to a gym. There you go. Coach. Yeah. And not even just like the movements either, but even like the training systems, you know, things like EMOMs, AMRAPs, etc. Things that you don't tend to find amongst oh, like yeah. general like training. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, you do get EMOMs and AMRAPs, but not as much as what you would in CrossFit. Well, they've always yeah. existed. They've always existed, but CrossFit's popularised it. They've made it like an actual, yeah, um, which is good because they're good training systems, but people just sort of like never really thought of them but now because they're like that 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 term of like emom and amrap people are like okay it's wow, okay, synonymous is... with it now isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah which is cross it being cross it being sexy again isn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah bringing <laughs> emoms bring are sexy, sexy like well cross it <laughs> copyrighted the uh three two one go you're joking no, three, you can't use that like if you if you try to use it in so shape of like crossfit stuff three two one go or something i think maybe that was some variation of that but yeah, it's copyrighted, and they can. Uh... You have to do six five three or one two three go, <laughs> and there you go. Happy days. Sue me now. I went fucking Dave Castro. Was it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, me and Bill surprised me. <laughs> yeah, we just say yeah. Stand by. Go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Happy half days. Our, half our listeners have just half our listeners just thrown up. Um, Happy days. Might add it on the end of some workouts now on the program. Oof, yeah, that'd be good. What we need to do, mate, is on your demo video, just uh, click 
must watch this at the end on the uh, coach's notes. Just when they click it, it's just you in front of the camera. Stand by. <laughs> just hey. every single workout. <laughs> PTI lights. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, been at the old vest it, again. And yeah. <laughs> so uh, to, to really go back to that question, Dave, you basically have either been a bodybuilder or an Olympic weightlifter, depending on yeah, or if it was prior. Was it calisthenics? Or calisthenics. I can't pronounce it. The one we yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Barbell body strength stuff. Um because I was always fairly good at bodyweight movement, so I could have probably have gone into that way. But wasn't a CrossFit side, yeah. Tom, take it away, mate. What you got? Um, my one, and Bill, you're not going to like this, uh, but so obviously, Bill, you are basically the director and owner of Train Primal. So what I want to ask you, Dave, honest opinion, oh, no. what, what, what is Bill like as a boss? Is he a bit of a shit? Is he a bit like Hitlery? I mean, the thing is, like, I know that he hasn't even got like a HR department. Now I know some Why people. Are you bringing Hitler? Right, now, hand a minute. We've been be- for this because before. we call you the Führer because you're mostly known as the Führer. It's not even like I gave you that nickname. You actually demanded to be called a Führer. That's your fault. But you know, I know for a fact. Just disclaimer: that's not fucking true. I, want, that's I not, know that's not true. All right. Well, here's a disclaimer: I know for a fact that you purposely chose not to have a HR department. It's not because it's a family-run business. It's because you purposely chose not to have a HR department. And this is why, because what? I get to ask Dave, what's he like really as a boss, Dave? What's he really like? Oh, terrifying. Yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> you wake up in the morning oh, yeah. and you just think, oh, I've got to do a bill again. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I wonder what, you know, he's going to make me do this kind of week, you know, another yoga video, another yoga <laughs> video. <laughs> you know. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, oh. Nah, he's sound. Um, absolutely <laughs> fine, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll leave you to it, to be. I'll leave you to it, don't I, Dave? To be honest, you know, he, he's he all right. Crazy, just sends us a little, any chance of a video this week or next i was like yeah i'll figure something out bud or and then he gets aggressive if you don't do it on time yeah <laughs> and he's you know very open to ideas as well which was awesome um well i mean let's be if we go back a bit it was uh originally before uh we obviously got three primal programs it was called primal assault originally if people were if yeah, cast their minds back it? yeah uh it was actually dave's idea kevin he was like right bill what do you, what do you think of this and i'm i mean i'm not fucking close-minded to think no it must be this way i don't like change I, when when we sat like, we had a discussion about it, i was like fucking hell this this new primal apex yeah. actually makes a lot more sense and it, it made, i was thinking why did we not fucking think of this before and there's been things like this where i, I mean at the end of day when i gave when i said to you do you want to be the head coach it, that's what i meant like do your even thing even the I mean, name not- as well apex i actually remember when i saw the change i, I actually remember texting you bill saying I, I like the name change it goes well with the primal you know yeah terminology yeah. etc so yeah, so, yeah that was a that was a good shit from the primal aspect but mainly because of the logo you got two apex predators exactly on yeah. the logo so i was just like well that guess goes because it's your, your top end program with the top end species yeah yeah i mean the funny thing is as well is around the time it actually got changed to apex so i had just re-watched predator the movie nice. uh, which i've been told was not based on a true story but i mean uh yeah i just watched it's that around the time conspiracy, by the way it is a true story uh, that that really did happen. That really did happen in the eighties. But yeah, I mean, uh, when I saw oh Apex, it was I was kind of in that frame of mind at the time. Like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. I like this. So I remember texting Bill about it. So yeah, that is sick. I do like it. Yeah, it was a, a very good, very good trade. I think that's how, how it's going to go. Really, I mean, mm. that's how we roll on it. 
chain primal just get, go with the flow yeah. and uh, any any good ideas that come up is i think that's the worst thing people do is they like people don't like change uh, people are afraid of change um and i think i think i think people should embrace it i think any you know it's, it's, it could work out really well um, two things one f- fitness in general is about change it's about adaptation and two mm, you yeah, know yeah. fitness and adaptation in general as well it is inherently linked to science which is also a forever changing field so you know you, you've got to go with the chat you know you've got you've got to go with the flow sometimes go with the change you know, cheese as that that's, sounds that's why when you're a, a crossfit level three and level four coach you're never you can't maintain that qualification unless you don't continually get your uh, crossfit equivalents to cbt point those C, those points you get for fitness goals anyway yeah you've got to do them every every so often you've got to get the max points you don't have to redo the course or anything because there isn't a course to do this is an exam um but you just have to keep because obviously like you said it's a growing field you can never be the best you know fully knowledge coached because exactly that. everything's adapting everything's changing well i mean if we remember that one episode tom where we said something at the end of it and literally the next fucking day something came out which literally counter contradicts exactly what we said was it about was it about um what was it oh was it thrust hip thrusts it was something i kind of what yeah, yeah, it was something. We literally said something, and then the next day something came out saying this guy's papers are actually all really dodgy, and he's like, he's got like a lot. Oh of like god, what's his yes. name? B because of B, wasn't it? What's his I name? I can't fucking remember his name now. Oh. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you 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 just got to take it on the chin sometimes, you know, and yeah. you know, just Except sometimes it. admitting that you've got to change something or admitting that you've recently changed your view isn't a sign of weakness or not knowing what you're talking about. It just means that you're willing to adapt to what the current consensus is, you know, amongst uh, smarter people. Smarter people than us, at least, Bill. Well, smarter people than me, at least. And that's what we're all about, isn't it? The whole, the whole podcast, Train Prime, if it's all about growing, education, like bouncing off each other, not living in a fucking echo chamber like some um, some people do when they follow uh, certain individuals. We won't, we won't name anyone. but uh, Our legal team has advised us to say, <laughs> if I go down, I'm dragging you with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I think that that sort of wraps up this week. Uh, Dave, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Um, I think it was good to sort of introduce you to the uh, to the world, um, especially obviously you've, you've jumped <laughs> to the team. To the world, <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Wasn't gonna, it's not as daunting as I thought it was going to be. We just literally chat shit. It's in the title, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we also get very fit behind the scenes. We do well. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be. <laughs> oh dear you need to get yourself on apex bud you'll be fine i am considering it yeah i am considering it we'll start your life with a pvc pipe and we'll go from there Tom. get those train primal <laughs> headbands ready and it'll kick now, off you laugh about a pvc pipe they are the worst things to, they destroy your body holding those in those positions for long enough you'll get a workout oh yeah slip you this need, i'll take a barbell over a pvc pipe any day <laughs> you had it here first guys train primal pvc pipes pvc pipe with program our, coming our train primal pipes oh, primal, primal pipe. pipes there you go get those branded get those on the market rogue seller, I mean, so you can sell some as well how do could, they oh, i reckon we do better than them a red white and green <laughs> pipe like the italian flag bill we've got a good little build up here remember if you cast your minds back we had primal wheelie bins Primal wheelie that bins. A, that was ice baths, Dave. For you, if you're not aware, that we had a, we had an ice baths episode, and we were we even though we we didn't really support them that much, we concluded we were going to sell green wheelie bins that we're going to steal and stick a primal logo on the front. Uh, put a little handle on the inside so you can sort of close it in and get yourself. Yeah, I'm and just, yeah, full of, full of ice. 
And so now primal, you've got primal pipes. Primal. We are on the fucking up here. I mean, this is incredible there you go. stuff. Happy days. It's official. Uh, and on that, um, in a very Top Gear-esque fashion, on that bombshell, uh, it's been a pleasure as always, guys. And uh, I'll speak to you all again very soon. Adios. See ya. As always, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed meeting Dave and perhaps it's gotten you a little bit more motivated to want to jump in and get involved with our fitness community, Train Primal. If you do want to get involved, it's really easy to do. So you can just basically head over to trainprimal.co slash community and then you'll have an option to select what package is right for you. So obviously we've got the three there, Primal Life, Fit and Apex. Uh, progressive and design so you can start a life you want to and then see how you find it and work your way up that's that's entirely up to you um, they're all really affordable because you know barriers and all that is what we like to bang about on the uh, on the podcast but that doesn't mean they're not effective and they really are effective uh, but at a great price point obviously um, and they all do come with a seven day free trial so really there's there's nothing to lose to to give it a go of course, if you look down in the show notes, there'll be links to all of this as well as to trainprimal.com, which is going to be our new website. So depending on when you hear this, that may already be live, but don't worry. If you go on the old one, it should, so he says, direct you to our brand new site. Uh, the pipeline of this community is really incredible, uh, and we're really appreciative to all of those who have already sort of taken that plunge and decided to join. Uh, and we've already seen loads of you guys out there reap the benefits, so we can't wait for more of you to, to get stuck in, really. So yeah, we will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.